Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. You currently locked in with two of the coldest brothers on the planet right now. This is the Porch Podcast, and I'm your co-host, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And like my boy Bolo just said, man, this is the porch. Welcome. Started on the porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work, every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we under. My God, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Man, I am good. I'm great. I'm blessed, bro. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I'm a little tired, bro. But I love seeing your face, bro. I love getting on the podcast, bro. I love the listeners listening to what we got to say. Football just started, um, you know, for my people out there who uh, know about football, high school football and stuff like that. We, we, we in full gear, man. So obviously, um, you know, super busy. But, man, I love pulling up to the porch, bro. Yes, sir, man. Hey, I, I, I can hear it in your voice. I can tell you've been you've been yelling at them players, boy. Hey, you see that you hear the horse, bro. You hear the hoarseness in my voice, bro. I'm man. Hey, that's how it is. You know, first week of the season, you know, you you're trying to you trying to set a set a precedent, trying to set a culture. And a lot of kids, you know, they're not fully in shape. So you gotta make sure you gotta really be firm right now. It's the, it's the you beginning gotta, of the you season. Gotta, you gotta push them, bro. It's, it's a standard, right? Everybody gotta everybody gotta meet you at that standard because first day you let it you let shit ride, and then you know, obviously you know, ride all year long. Ride all year long, right? Hey, so. hey how y'all looking though? But before we go to our, our first topic, how y'all looking? Be real. Hey, we looking good, man. I mean, obviously, you, it's not too much in, in one in one week, right? We ain't right. got no pads on. You know, pads tell a story. Take you know, everybody, down. everybody, superstars. We ain't got no pads on, but then you right. put pads on, people disappear. So, I, I'll holler at you in about two or three weeks when them pads get to popping in and people start to fizzle out. We'll let you know what we got from there. But we 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 shaping up pretty well though so far. All right. All right. That's what I like to hear, man. Like I said, you know, I, I often joke about, you know, me, me going to, to Warren Central High School. And I know you over at Lawrence Central. But at the end of the day, man, it's all the east side. It's all young kids trying to chase their dreams and grind. And, you know, I, I used to love this time of the season. I remember just being in, in their shoes, being, you know, when I, when I was like a freshman, sophomore, I was more nervous. You know what I mean? Because I'm early. I'm young. Junior, senior year is more so just like I, I, I know what to do. I know why I'm here. Just more excited. But so many emotions just mixed in. So shout out to your kids. Shout out to LC, man. I wish I none but the best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. It's, it's, it's so good to get back to the youth, bro. Mm-hmm. Building connections with those kids, man. Keeping them kids off the streets in the summertime, man. Giving them something to do. Making yep. them better. Pushing them. You know, obviously, it'll help them as they grow older, man. They'll look back and remember it. Remember it like we do, too. Like when we was in high school and in college. So 100%. that's what it's about. Hey, it's still Dub C, though. Uh, <laughs> don't, get, don't get it too twisted. You know? I ain't trying to get too sentimental. Dubsy, Dubsy, I'm, I'm I'm gonna just leave it at that. I'm gonna leave, leave it, at it at that. that. Yeah, and, and we got shout out to Coach Tessie. I heard Coach Tessie is back as a defensive coordinator. All the all the East Side legends, y'all know Coach Tessie don't mess around on the defensive side. So watch out, Mick. Watch out the whole conference. Y'all don't know this, Coach Tessie, baby. Yes, get it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's cool. Wait, 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 wait. You still haven't tapped in the bet online? What you waiting on? Bet Online is our partners, and they're the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, the major league baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. 
All you got to do, man, is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Now back to the porch. What we got for our first topic, man? You, you, you we were talking a little bit off air, man, and you bring some heat for the for the yeah. topic of the day, man. What we got? So topic of the day. Sorry, fellas, but this one is specifically for the ladies. Mm-hmm. All right, and fellas, you probably will want to hear this too. So obviously, we have been hearing in the media my dog Nick Cannon. All right, so it was cool, you know, he shooting up the club here and there and doing his thing, right? But um, the question I posed to the women out there today: Would you be open to conceiving a child for Nick Cannon? Mm-hmm. Now, what's obviously, your what's your thought on that? Like, what you what you think, bro? Like, 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 you think that is is a good thing? Because I can see people saying, like, you know, obviously he'll be, you know, he'll have the support, you'll have the money, and things like that. But like, right. the more kids you get, it's like, is this man? This man is only in one person. Like, is he gonna have time to spend time with his kids? Like, obviously, financial, uh, financial, the financial side of things is one thing, but like, you know, being present and being there at everything, like you, you. You rounding up to 10, 10, 11, 12 by the end of 2022, he might have what 12 kids. Yeah, man. That, that's what I'm hearing. Like it, it, it's hard to know like which number is accurate. You know, there's always some rumors here and there, but I know he's somewhere in the range between eight to 12. Like, like I, I think the ninth baby was just born, but I'm hearing that number 10, number 11, number 12 are like in the oven right now, baking. So it's like, man, man. uh, from Nick Cannon's side, and I think he's talked about this before. I, you know, I don't want to give out the wrong information, but I believe he has some sort of condition to where he's, he's right. talked about, like, kind of uh, having a fear that he might die, like, young, die early. And so because of that, he's trying to really just, like, spread his seeds and, and get the biggest family he could uh, he could have possibly to really leave his legacy. So, you know, I, I can't yeah. really you – know, go ahead. It's scary because I, it damn near – like, the way he's having kids at this rate, yeah. it's almost like he has this underlying ailment that is, like, terminal. You know what I'm saying? Because it's right. so quick. It's like back to back. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. Exactly. So, like, first of all, I mean, I, I hope he's okay. And I, I hope he, he, he whatever ailment it is, that he, he's able to get healed and be okay. But uh, to your point, like, from the woman's perspective, it's like, I, I mean, it kind of depends what position you're in. Because like you said, if you're just like a, you know, a, a regular nine to five woman, you're single, you know what I'm saying? You make, you know, $56,000 a year, whatever. And you just so happen to be, you know, just a beautiful woman who Nick Cannon runs into or connects on social media and he wants to have a baby by you. It's like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you got to consider it, right? I mean, if you're a single woman, no kids, you make it like, because you know you get with Nick Cannon, he's filthy rich. Your life is good. You're set for life now. It's automatic bag. And you, so, it, so, Nick Cannon's a good dude, too. Like, everybody who knows, he's a good dude. So it's not like a bad guy. He just he just trying to, you know what I mean, spread, spread his... Spread his seeds. So you think like at the ready having these kids, and obviously women, the women know, right? So by the right. time he got to the third, fourth kid, like women probably got the vibe of what was going on. Right. You think he automatically like just cutting him a check or he putting he getting, mm. he getting put on child support? How do you think that's working in, in, in their favor? That's a good question. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's cutting him a check, but again, though, he wouldn't need to because if they're ha- if they're having this baby, the money gonna come regardless. Like there's not a world where he's just gonna get get shorty pregnant and just not support the kid at all. Like it, it would defeat the purpose. Like why, why are you doing this then? Why are you trying to build your family? You're not going to support them. You know what I'm saying? So like, to me, it's like, 
It, you already you already know that that's gonna come with it. So I don't know if the money would need to come up front. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so it, it, I don't know. It's interesting, man. It's just a lot. Like, when is he gonna stop though? Like, that's my thing. Is there a number he's trying to get to? Is, is, is it 15? Is it 20? Or he gonna just keep going until <laughs> until he can't no more? I know he's showing no signs of slowing down. No signs of slowing down, man. He just keeps on rolling. If I'm, um, if I'm a Ryan Carey kids, man, I'm like, damn, another one? Another one. Hey, another man, brother, you, another. You, know, you know what I was thinking of, Bolo? Like, imagine, like, uh, like all these, like, they're all siblings, right? They're all half-siblings, whatever. But, like, if they all want to, like, link up for, like, one of the siblings' birthday or whatever, you're going to have, like, 13 baby mamas all got to link up, connect, get together. Like, they probably got a group chat called uh, Cannon's Babies. And they all just communicating there about like just events and stuff so everybody can link up. And I read this article. He was like, man, you know, ain't no beef. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I don't put one baby mama before the other or the kids and stuff like that. I'm like, it's hard not to, though. I feel like you got a favor or something. But I think it comes it comes down to that bread, though. Like you if you financially, you know, well off and you able to, you know, throw that that paper at the yeah. women. Um, I think that kills a lot of that that drama. Um, right. Well, and I think he like is like seriously just having babies with these with these women and not having relationships. I think right. too, that'll play a big part in like that feelings and stuff. You know, yep. Yeah, exactly. The feelings and the jealousy and stuff. But I think he's literally just having a baby and then like moving on. Yep. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. Like, that's why crazy. there's no beef because like it's, it's nothing serious. We're just having sex. I'm getting you pregnant and I'm on to the next. You I'm know out. what I'm saying? Like. That's crazy though, man. But I am excited. I do want to hear like what our the ladies, our lady listeners got to say about this because I don't I can see both sides. I can see on one end, like, listen, I'm not about to let anybody just get me pregnant. If we're not gonna be together, we're not, not gonna be we're not gonna be as present, right? Present, like, you know what I'm saying? But then on the other end, it's like, shoot, like if you know you want to have kids anyway, and you in a situation where you know you're not really in love with your current lifestyle and your financial status, you know that this is gonna be a immediate back and Again, like I said previously, Nick Cannon is, from everything I've heard, is a good dude. You know what I mean? It's not like he's some bad dude or whatever. So I can see on that end, you might be like, hey, it's like, what's the risk? I'm going to have a child who I'm going to love and I'm going to have a bag. So, late, I mean, ladies, let us know what y'all yeah, doing. Man, I'm, I'm so interested to hear it because it's like, you know, when you talk to women, they they got a different viewpoint on a lot of things. But like right. this specific situation is, is very different. And obviously the 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 reward is far greater than um get, kind of just being a baby mama if that makes sense right 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 so, you know uh, i'm definitely excited to hear the feedback on that nah for sure man you, you know a, a lot of these women end up having a baby from uh demarcus and them down the street you know what i mean you know what and, and he ain't right. taking care of stuff anyway so you might as well go ahead and get printed by nick candy you know? might as well so bro before we before we transition bro you think these women, like, once they get pregnant, like, they just stop working. You think, like, you know, Nick Cannon putting them into a position where they not working at all? Like, he he bagging them up like that? Are they still, like, working, like, their jobs and stuff? Nah, you know what? I You know, so that, that let's rewind then, because you asked me earlier, do you know, do I think Nick Cannon is giving them money up front? At first, I, I didn't think he was, but now when I think about it, he probably okay. don't want his, his baby mama's working like, while they pregnant and all that stuff. So, you know what? I think he is setting them up good. He probably getting them a little, you know, hundred thousand. Boom, you good? Because hundred thousand for average Joe, like that's you might as well be rich. You know what I'm saying? You get a hundred thousand bag, tell them to chill. They can live off that for for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Um, dang, he out here. Nick can't take care of him like that. Hey, Nick Cannon, letting it ride. Shout out to Nick Cannon, man. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Cannon, man. Start off on Nickelodeon, man. He started off with the drumline. Drumline will be out here with twelve plus kids in the making. 
Right, right, right. And I'm gonna be real. He got some nice ones too. Now he ain't. He ain't. He got a lineup. He got a lineup. So he definitely is being very selective. I think right. with what he wants. I wonder if he'd be like, "Oh, look, okay, she got nice ankles. All right, I'm gonna have a baby with her, and he or she gonna be athletic." Like you know what I'm saying? You think he's you know he like is? That? You know he is. Yeah, you know he is. Oh, she. Oh, she got good hair. Like oh, her mama got. Oh, okay, my baby gonna have good hair. Oh, she got thick legs. Oh, he gonna be a D lineman. We, we, you know what I mean? Yeah, he definitely on there. <laughs> He's gonna be a D You think you slick, Nick? I know what you think. You think you slick, Nick? <laughs> He's setting up a whole little dream team. Anything, actors. You know what I mean? <gasps> you know what he's trying. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to build the new, the new Wayans family. It's gonna be the Cannon Zone. You know the Wayans crazy deep. Every single Wayans is successful. Every, every doing, nephew, the nieces, all of them. He's trying to start a whole, a whole little dynasty right now. Damn. We might have to change our last name to Cannon Bolo. Did you just get in the mix? Call me Bolo Cannon. Bolo Cannon, that Smitty like, Cannon. That sounds crazy. Bolo Cannon. That's ain't like a song or something. Crazy. We got a free. They call me Bolo Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. They call me Bolo Cannon. Yeah. Going crazy like a. Ooh. That, hey, let me give me sound and write something down. He got something right there. Silly, bro. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. But hey, man, listen. Last episode of the season. Let me say that real quick. Last episode of the season, season two, man. And we got another special guest, man. We end the season off with a crazy bang, the banger, man. This guy, man, he's hilarious. Listen, I'll, without further ado, man, I'm about to bring my guy in, man. Let's let's bring him in right now, man. I ain't playing. Let's bring him in. All right, guys, we got a big time guest on the porch right now. He's one of the biggest sports entertainers in the game. He's been featured on ESPN, Fox, Bleacher Report, and countless other platforms. And to put the icing on the cake, he's from the greatest city known to man. Yes, that's <laughs> Indianapolis. The one and the only Joey Molinero. Welcome to the board. What an intro. Yeah, especially the Indianapolis part. I'm here with my fellow Indianapolis guys. Come on. I love it. I feel right at home. This is great. Yes, yes. Like, like we're literally on the porch right now, just chilling. Like we're at home, we're just drinking one and just having a conversation. So, <laughs> no, yeah. I just got me and my wife just bought a house uh, a few months ago, and we have this awesome, big old, literally big old porch right in the front, and we go out there and have our morning coffee, and we, oh, it's great. Yeah, so I'm with yeah. We might, we might have to shoot a live episode at your house, Joey. I don't, I don't You're know. Welcome, man. Downtown <laughs> Indy. Let's go. That might be the spot. Literally, welcome to the literally. <laughs> now nah, we love it, man. Like I said, huge fan of all your work. So excited to just learn more about you uh, and dive dive into everything that you're doing. Um, first things first, man. We, we got to start here. I I had no idea that you were from Indianapolis. Like I said, been a fan of yours for a while. But doing the research, I'm like, what? Joey's from Indianapolis. We went to the same college, Ball State, and I, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure all three of us was there at the same time for one year. Like, talk to us about that, man. Yeah, dude. So, Indy, born and raised. It is my home. It still is my home. It will always be my home. <laughs> um, I, I, I love it just like you guys. But, yeah. So, we were talking about it a little bit before we yep. got on. And I said, I think you might want to wait for this. Okay. Because we were at Ball State at the same time, 2012, 2013, freshman yeah. year. Yes. And – Darnell, I lived right across the hall from you, bro. Stop wow. playing, Joey. Hold on. In the fall, yeah. No, and so twenty twenty. Yeah, was it Shively or was it what hall were we in at the time? Uh, 
It was uh, Clevenger. Oh, this, is Ooh, this is my Brady true freshman. This is freshman freshman year for me. True freshman Fresh. year. It was uh, second floor La Follette Clevenger Hall. Oh, I was on the inside facing the courtyard. You were on. We were at the very end of the hallway. Yes. You were wow. on the outside facing you know the parking lot and the Letterman Building and all that. Yeah. Literally, Bro, right across the hall. I'm about to tear. I'm about to cry. Now I'm looking at you. This whole time, I'm like, why does Joey? Like, listen, I'm a fa- I'm literally a fan of Joey, but I'm looking at him like, why does he look familiar? It's yeah, been such a long time. Because you know, my roommate was Wes Johnson. Like, yeah. yeah we passed each other on the way to the shower and shit or every you know, <laughs> stuff, you know, a little head nod. And I was, little, little. hey, I was a pretty shy kid. And, and uh, you know, you guys are football players. And I was like, hey, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm just going to do what I do. And, you know, so I wasn't trying to, you know, you know, put myself in anybody, but uh, yeah, bro, literally second floor across the hall. That's That's so funny. That is crazy. I'm I'm literally mind blown right now, Bolo. That like, that's, that's nice, man. We still talk to Wes or what happened to him? What's up with him? Man. Oh, Wes, shout to Wes, man. So I haven't talked to him in probably a couple years now, but after freshman year, he transferred, you know, got to a little, little trouble, ball state. Transfer yeah. to another school back, uh, I think back in Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. finished his football career off. Okay. And um, yes, and so I, I think last time I seen him and I talked to him, I think he was doing pretty well. We haven't talked to him. It's hard to keep up with everybody, you know, after you leave oh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, but shout out to Wes. Yeah, that's the same way me and my, my freshman roommate, that the kid I lived with. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. the same way. That's how it goes. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah, Wes, I remember actually like we grabbed lunch together a couple times because I think we had some classes together or something. But uh yeah. yeah, dude, that's hilarious. We're neighbors. <laughs> man, that's crazy, man. Shout shout out to Ball State, man. Chirp, chirp, bring this all together. I don't even think is the LaFala still up. I don't even no. think is still up anymore. They so. tore it down. Legendary. Yeah. One, of the best, one of the best dorm halls in, in, in the history of dorm halls. Like a, a lot of a lot of craziness went down. That's all, that's all I'm gonna say on the porch. I don't want to put too many specifics, but a lot yeah. of craziness went down the father. So and just to let y'all know. All right, look, we used to grind in there because it used to be no air conditioner in there in the summertime. None at all. Burning up, 110 degrees, dehydrated, got to get up in the morning and practice. It was was pretty tough, but, man, we persevered. So, (laughs) But let's talk about you, Joey, man. Obviously, like I said, you know, huge, you know, sports entertainer right now. I want to go back to the beginning, to the earlier years of, you know, you growing up. What's your first memory of sports? Kind of explain to the porch. Like, how did you fall in love with sports? Man, uh, some of my first memories, and I'm sure you guys will relate to this, is uh, my, you know, my parents going wild and uh, watching the Pacers go up against the big, bad mm-hmm. Knicks uh, yeah. back in the 90s and falling in love with Reggie Miller and, and uh, Mark Jackson and the Davis brothers and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my mom still has a photo around somewhere of me and I'm in a little Reggie Miller Jersey. And I, and at one point he had a bandaid that was, he had a cut or injury. Yeah. He was an eye where he had to wear a bandaid. And I, I didn't have an injury or anything, but I wanted to wear the bandaid like Reggie did. So yeah. my parents just put a bandaid under my eye because Reggie did it or whatever. So, uh, that, uh, my dad was always a huge Chicago Cubs fan, huge Pittsburgh Steelers That's fan. Wild. So like, I always just rode with him, man. I mean, whatever Pops was doing, that's what I was doing, right? I mean, I was the I'm the first and, and only boy in the family. Like I'm the oldest, so right. you know, we just had that connection and everything. And so, I, yeah, I grew up in a big sports family. I mean, that's what we did. That's what we watched. That's still what we do. You know, uh, my mom, she luckily for us, like when 
you know, her, when her and my dad got together and <clears throat> when they had me, she kind of started falling, falling in love and, uh, you know, with sports and, and, and following it just like my dad and I did. So she's all into it and everything. And, uh, so those are my first ones of just like watching sports. Right. right and then, right. you know, I remember playing, playing baseball and, and, and growing up a Catholic kid on the South side of Indy, uh, we did CYO, right. So it was CYO Ooh. football, CYO oh, basketball, yeah. playing against the other, you know, whatever sane or holy, whatever there were, you know what I mean? And uh, so really, yeah, I mean, baseball was the first one that I played from a very, very young age. So that was like the first one that I remember playing, but yeah, man, honestly, the first sports memory, like I said, has got to be Reggie, Reggie against those Knicks, dude. I was man. like four or five years old and I was just like, this is good old Reggie Spike Lee. Crazy. Those were the good old days. So, so, so growing up playing sports, I guess, what was your favorite sport when you, when you were playing, um, as a, as a uh, adolescent, you know, I think it, it started off as baseball. Mm. Um, I think probably just cause I found like, I selfishly, I guess, like I found the most success with that one at the right. earliest age. Um, I didn't start playing football until later, like middle schoolish. Mm. Uh, but I always loved football. Like I loved yeah. NFL Sundays and the pregame shows and the, right. you know, fantasy football, even when I was seven, eight years old, but I just played baseball the most. Yeah. Um, but then it, it, it took a hard shift when I got to be about 13, 14, 15, I was like, baseball has been cool, but football is a really lot of fun and i and i just felt you know i mean you guys obviously know <laughs> uh, you know i just fell in love with uh you know the, the the atmosphere of it and the the environment of it and the and the camaraderie of it um and it was just booming right i mean you know right. football in america it was just college football nfl just it just totally ruled and it's yeah. like you're going into high school it's like yeah, baseball players are cool and it's cool, but like you want to be wearing the helmet and the jersey and having the girl wear the jersey on Friday nights, right? I still love it. I still love it. Come on, I mean, let's call it what it is. It's like you yeah. want to have the girl rocking your practice jersey, all that. Yeah. Um, so football, football became uh yeah, it became my 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 main love uh after that. Love it, love it, love it. Now it's funny you mentioned you mentioned the jerseys, man. I'm thinking back in high school because at, at Warren Central High School, I went to like every Friday. Um, you know, all the starters, you know, were walking around the high school the whole day with a jersey on. And at Warren, we had something called the, the blood belt. So the the starters on defense will wear like like a red belt that kind of just resembles our mentality for you know for that game. Oh. But um, we we'd also always get an extra jersey, and you would just pick a girl that that day you wanted to wear your jersey and it was like it was the cool thing to do so it's funny you yeah, mentioned man. that man. And, I, and just like that once a week thing right where it was yeah. like you know every other sport seemingly it was like they're playing on like a random tuesday or whatever it was like everybody knew the whole whether you were in the band whether you were an alt like emo kid who didn't yeah. care whoever you were you knew friday night it's going on. down under the lights and uh yeah, dude, it was cool. <laughs> uh, you get uh, he gave me hype right now, Bolo. I'm starting yeah, to feel I'm like I'm like, look, it's funny you say that, Joy, because football just started this week. Um, you know, oh, high school yeah. football. So I'm coaching at Lawrence Central right now, and you know, we gearing up, and you know, everybody's so excited. I'm like, 
you know, just to just to put that equipment on again and, and live for those Friday nights, man. It's it's like it's like nothing else. Like even us, I mean, obviously we played in so many in front of so many people in college and stuff. But like sometimes that high school environment hit a little different, though. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's where you're like, I think four or five of the seven groomsmen that I had in my wedding, I played high school football with. You know, uh-huh. I mean, it's just like that's just what it goes down to. You know, it's a very mm-hmm. tight knit, you know, um, kind of relationship that lasts for a long time. LC though, bro, my, uh, so my brother-in-law was the quarterback in 2013 mm. when LC won the state championship. Drake. Nice. Christmas. Yeah. Wow, he's, okay. uh, so he, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a legend around those parts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he went on and played football at Wabash, but yeah. So I, I got another, you know, kind of funny connection there with, uh, with, with, yeah. You know, I love that. We, we might we might just be family, Joey. I don't know. I might check my lineage. <laughs> That's indie. That's yeah, no, nah, for sure. Now, what position did you play in football? I'm curious to know. Uh, I was I, – I would consider myself like a offensive weapon, you Ooh. know, like an OW, you know? Okay, okay, yep. uh, Doing a little bit of everything, right? Line up slot, line up Ooh. outside. Utility. Uh, yeah, get the – you know, have a few um, kind of designated – uh, yeah, no, I don't know what you want to call them, but designated ways to get the ball in the hands and everything. And, uh, um, right. you know, we were, we were just four a now, right. You know, I know, uh-huh. I know Warren is six a or super, whatever a that's on the wrong <laughs> level. And, you know, for the people who aren't familiar with high school football in Indiana, Warren central is just, you know, gods amongst boys here. But, uh, yeah, so, so you he said can, it on me. That's yeah. You know, in high school, when I'm running, you know, a a a four eight four nine with a handheld watch, you, you I can get away with, you know, getting me the ball and making a little something happen. But uh, yeah, right. man. So we, were, you know, it was Ron Colley was uh, when I played there. That's where I went. It was Ron Colley. Oh, nice. So, they just yeah. won the state championship too, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. So they went through a really good. We kind of so right before, not right before us, but a handful of years before us was like a real dominant time. And then close to close to a decade later, well, probably yeah, seven or eight years later, they like really hit a stride too. But big, you know, a, a, a big um, football school in its own right, Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, Catholic football, right? And uh, so we didn't, we weren't slinging the rock around too much. wasn't too run and gun, spreading out. But um, you know, I got the ball in my hands every now and then. Yeah, I like it. Like it. he, but he's one of those guys where, like, no matter what, we got to give him the ball. So whatever we got to put him out on the field, Joey has to get the ball. I well, like it was just, yeah, no, we. I mean, it was just like a nice little. I don't know who I like a comparison I can think of because I definitely wasn't like Debo Samuel. Like you got to get him the ball. It was just like okay, Molinero is like a nice piece to be able to. Like I said, right. I could I could be slot. I could be out outside. Ball on like a little uh, belly option type of thing, like just utility. Kind yeah, of like, yeah. Now nah, for sure, for sure, <laughs> man. Now nah, I love it. So, yeah. so at what point did you start to really fall in love with with the sports media side? That's something that came later, um, or like I guess how young, how quick did you know that you wanted to go that route? Man, yeah, I I think like really, it was like my junior year in high school, probably, mm. and because <clears throat> you know you're starting to look at what colleges you want to go to. And then, and then when you're at that college, what do you want to study? What do you want to do? Right. So you kind of, I'm trying to get these grasps of, of, of thinking that way. And 
<clears throat> you know, I always enjoyed kind of public speaking and speaking and, and being in front of people and whatnot. Um, and I, and I always listen to, uh, y'all will know probably like Bob and Tom and in, in the morning, oh, yeah, and, yeah. uh, Andy legends again. But, uh, <clears throat> so I listened to that with my dad growing up on the way to school, but then also Mike and Mike. So right, it was like, course. if you weren't listening to Bob and Tom, you were listening to Mike and Mike and vice versa. And so at the time when I was a junior in high school, I was like, yeah, I like to like joke around and be funny, but I don't know how to like be a comedian on the air, like Bob and Tom. So I was like, I do know how to talk about sports though. So let's, you know, let's, let's go kind of the Mike and Mike route. Like that would be awesome. And then, um, so of course, you know, I started, it was like, Oh, well ball state. Yeah. Like David Letterman for sure. Right. His building, his school. Um, Okay. Uh, right. Right. And uh, so that's that's the first instance where I was like, okay, yeah, that's kind of like I could be on the radio and talk about sports and maybe like be on TV and talk about sports and maybe like be a play by play broadcaster. So, yeah, it seemed like my junior year of high school was really where I started thinking about sports media. Nice. So ultimately, your decision to go to Ball State was for the the media um, major that they had at at Ball State. Right. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I just was like, that's got to be the only spot, right? I mean, David Letterman building. <laughs> I'm <it>. sold, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, explain it. So what made you ultimately transfer after that first year to the University of, of Indianapolis? Yeah, man. You know, it was – so my first semester in college was rough. It was a weird mm. transition. It was a tough transition for me. I Right. You know, because <clears throat> I grew up – going to smaller Catholic school, smaller Catholic high school. I, you know, I, I've been in school with the same people since I was seven years old, right? Mm. I've had the same group of friends that have constantly been there with a few people give and take since I was eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you know, I go to this place that's got 15, 17,000, 20,000 kids. Right. And, and you know, all these, you know, there's, there's, there's parties and there's drugs and there's girls and there's school. And there's like, well, this is like real life. I got to figure out what I want to do. Like, it was just a lot. It was just a a big transition. And like, I I, I didn't handle it well. It was tough for me. I was homesick. And I know even though it was only like an hour away, but it was like, I never lived away from my mom like that. You know, it was like, it was, it was tough. Um, So first semester was really hard, but then the second semester, I actually like, I came like I, you know, made a solid group of buddies and like felt more at home and it was like, okay, I can do this. This would be good. But then just like I was home one week, I think it was like Easter weekend or something, our freshman year of college. And I just had this moment where I was like, you know what? I was looking at my mom. I was like, I really don't think I want to go back there next year. Like Mm. I want to stay in school, but like, I I think I just want to come back home. And she was like, okay, yeah, let's, you know. And so we started looking into it and university of Indianapolis ended up, you know, I, I didn't know, I I guess I just, it was on me for being ignorant enough to not like look elsewhere, just have my eyes solely set on Ball state. Right. Uh, Because you, you Indy ended up having like a a really good radio program and like a, a TV program too. But like the radio program was, very well established and there's a lot of good opportunities there. And so I was like, Oh, cool. This works out great. So university of Indianapolis, it was, and yeah, I mean, I I went there and it was just, you know, how in sports, sometimes guys just 
they always say like they need to change the scenery, right? Like change yeah. the scenery. Yeah. Change the scenery is what I needed, and UND was my home, and I stayed there and graduated, and it, it worked out great. Yeah. I love it, man. I just love how, you know, th- we always hear stories on the porch, right, where you hit some type of adversity. And, you know, once you switch gears, you kind of just find that stride. And then like from there, like you take off. Right. So, you know, we learned about, you know, you grinding through just sports director roles, local radio stations with, you know, WICR. I guess talk to us a little bit about like that experience for you and then obviously how that prepared you for that next phase of, uh, you know, your career. Yeah. Yeah, man. So. Um, it was really cool because, and I think they probably did this at Ball State, a lot of different other places, but uh, like at UND, they had student management positions to where, mm. you know, for the radio department that probably had like 50, 60 kids, there would be like six spots of s- students mm. who would leave certain departments. And, and for that, you would, <clears throat> you would get paid. And, um, you know, just look good on the resume, right? You're trying to do all that. Um, so I did do that. I was, I was a sports director one year and then I was the operations manager of the whole thing, my senior year, which wow. looking back, it's like, well, <laughs> I guess it makes sense for why you're doing it. Senior <laughs> year, you're trying to get as much, you know, experience, experience yeah. good stuff right. on there as you can, but also it's like your senior year, you want to have some fun and whatnot. But WICR actually is a classical and a jazz station. So it's, it's it, right. It's, it's funny. It's like this little kind of double-edged sword. Cause it's like, it's an FM station in Indianapolis that reaches a ton of people and has a, a great listenership. Um, but they're all like 70 years old plus <laughs> and it's all classical and jazz music. Right? right. And so like you got 20 year old kids, like I was when I transferred, they got to hop on these FM airwaves right away. But I'm talking about just things that I have absolutely no clue what it is, right? I mean, right. Just, such a foreign land. Um, but again, it was like a fun challenge to, all right, I'm going to try to immerse. I don't think I'm ever going to be a really big jazz or classical music fan, at least not in the next 50 years of my life. <laughs> right. So it was a nice challenge to like, cha- you know, make sure that you immerse yourself enough to sound good to sound like you know what you're talking about to come off presentable um yeah so it was like all it was interesting but you had that to where it was the classical and the jazz during the day or during the week that you're doing it but then also uh you you got to broadcast university of indianapolis athletics on the fm dial as well so right that was super cool and and and, and very valuable where I was like, cool, I, you know, I'll put in my time talking about Leonard Hamilton, or I, I can't remember who it was. Like that, uh, there's some of these jazz artists that, I, yeah, they they should be ingrained in my head by now. But you know, you you talk about that, but then like, hey, on Saturday night, I'm calling a college football game on an FM dial that's reaching eighty thousand people or whatever. Like right. those trade offs that I was like, okay, this is. You know, I get it in college and when you're younger, sometimes, you know, my dad always, mom and dad, they're always like, Hey, sometimes you gotta eat a, eat a plate of dirt to get up to the China table. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, all right, that's fair. I can do that. So yeah, man, it was, it was just a really interesting and valuable experience. And um, yeah, I'll always be indebted to you, Indy, man. They just, they threw you right in and, and, it, and it really made me better. I think. 
No, 100 percent. And it's, I, I think it's also like the fact that you had to talk about something that was such a foreign topic to you and you were yeah. still able to execute. Right now, it's like when you do talk about something that you actually love, it, it makes it almost easy. It's like, OK, if I talk about classical music all day, football is going to be cake. You know what I'm saying? So sure. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, in, in a lot of different ways, too, I think it, it opened up my mind to where I was like, all right. There's 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 other things out like everybody wants to talk about football. Everybody wants to talk about basketball. Everybody wants to talk about pop culture. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be people who want to talk about volleyball. There's got to be people who want to talk about soccer or, or now racing. You know, right. I, motorsports is a huge, huge part of my life now. Whereas when I was in college, I knew about the Indy 500 and, and, and that's about it. But I think kind of now that we're talking about it, I'm like, hey, I think, you know, my mind started to get trained to be like, hey, grasp onto something and learn as much as you can about it. And, and who knows? Maybe you'll fall in love with it, you know? So yeah. it's really interesting how it plays out like that. Nah, 100%, man, 100%. Now, what I want to know is, obviously, we know you're famous for your crazy, for hilarious impersonations. At what point did you did – you, I guess, come to the mindset of like, you know what? I want to start doing this. Like, cause obviously you're going through, you're grinding in college, you're on the radio station, trying to figure stuff out. And what, like what made you pivot and start doing your impersonation? Yeah, it was to your point. I think it was just, I'd been grinding and I'd been (laughs) trying to do stuff and, and, and stand out uh, for so long um, that eventually I was like, well, maybe, I should just try this, you know, because I always, you know, I say when people ask me, I've always been like the living room impersonator, right? Like right, in front yeah. of my family, in front of my friends back in the day. In front we of- all, we all try it, but yeah, exactly. we're all not right. as good as you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it always like seemed to work out, right? Like I always got big laughs from, from those people. And I was like, I was kind of stuck in the back of my head. And yeah, I got to a point where I was just like, "Look, I, I've been I've been doing what I can. I'm 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 trying to take every opportunity I can at the radio station. Just just do anything, right? And and because you, as you guys know, it's like when you're coming out of college or when you're going into the workforce or whatever. It's you know a lot of it is about who you know, right? But a lot of it is about how you stand out from mm-hmm. the same thousand kids that are graduating with a communications degree that have also been on student management uh, right. you know, courses or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and so that's where I was like, well, why don't I just try it? Right. It can't hurt to have like a feather in the cap, right? Like right. another feather in the cap, you know? And so uh, I started doing uh, Andrew Luck was one of the first ones that I did like publicly. Gotcha. Uh, I was in like the spring of, 2019 yeah 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 it was yeah spring of 2019 because then a few months later he decided to retire Retire, right (laughs) man put a put a dagger on a whole lot of things um but that was the first one i did like publicly and 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 i could see it started to work a little bit like all of a sudden you know i I was getting asked to come on like some of the bigger radio shows at our station to you know you know not prank call but call in as Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck. And, yeah. and like different people around the indie media market instead of just like I was just this random nobody I was just the random nobody who it could do Andrew Luck and so it, <laughs> it started to like I was like oh okay people are starting to like see now 
Um, and, and so from then on, man, it just like, yeah, he retired. So I was like, well, I can't keep doing him. Uh, and then it just kind of evolved into trying different people and put them out there. And it, yeah, it's worked That's out. crazy, man. So, so we got to ask you, you got to, you got to let the Porsche family know, um, who's your f- favorite, favorite person to do like, or who do you think you do the best? Um, mm-hmm. I've seen the, uh, the SEC one when they were going to the beach, that was yeah. my favorite one. Um, but who, who, who do you think you do the best? Man, honestly, Andrew Luck. I mean, it really sucks. <laughs> I can't really do him anymore. I mean, it's uh, hey, Andrew, why'd you retire? I, Man. I, you know, I got. I, I, I'm not a Colts fan, as I said. I, uh, I was kind of born and raised a Steelers fan, but you know, oh, cool. all my buddies were their hearts were broken because their their beloved Colts, yes. right, Darnell? Yeah, yes. the, the beloved Colts <laughs> lost their their guy, and I'm heartbroken because I'm like there goes you know a lot of content for me thanks dude so we were all actually he actually retired on my bachelor party we were in yeah dude we were in chicago for my bachelor party and uh getting ready to go out and uh we get the news that he retired and so cancel the whole thing oh yeah (laughs) i just kind of really went to hell but uh, actually and he also played the bears that preseason game too um, because i was there at actually at the game at the because i'm a bears fan so my parents and I, we went to the game and he was actually there and like everybody started looking at their phones and like looking at each other and they got super quiet and awkward in the whole stadium. And like, before you know it, like the world knew and I was like, holy yeah. shit. And then everybody booed him and yep. then that was a big thing. Yeah, ugly. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, so to your question, I mean, I, I honestly, yeah, I, I, I think the best one I do is luck and, and I can't really do it that much. Um, but I mean, really, there's, there's something fun about each one of them. And, and I enjoy doing them all. I always try to tell people like, again, that, that when I started doing them and even now it's just meant to be another feather in the cap, a foot yeah. in the door, right? A, a way to get people to notice you. So then it's like, Oh, all this other stuff that you do. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Um, so I really do enjoy doing all of them. And I, and I think that there's something different about each one. I, I say that a lot too, is like, um, you know, with like a, a, a luck, like the goofiness of it. Right. right. Uh, the, and it like his like lack of knowledge of like basic pop culture things. Um, mm-hmm. Callum Cowherd, right. Like just like coming up it. with the most <laughs> ridiculous analogy <laughs> of, of that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the Collinsworth slide, the Saban just getting pissed at everything, uh, the Jimmy Fallon laughing at everything. Like there's something about each one of them that I really try to like nail, like hone down to like yeah. make it specific to that impersonation. Um, but yeah, and, and like, you know, it's cliche and I take it from, from, from the goat in my mind, Tom Brady, like somebody said, what's your favorite ring, Tom? And he said the next one. So <sighs> for me, it's like, like it. My the, my favorite impersonation is is the next yeah. one that I find that I'm like, oh, I, I can do that one. That yeah. that's a new one. I can do it. It's coming to me and uh and it's gonna do well, right? So uh yeah, man, it's all just it's all just fun and silly. <laughs> man, I, I, I love it, man. I love it. And so, you know, we are all former athletes, and when it comes to sports, you you watch film to prepare, right? You watch film, you practice. What's your process like to prepare for these impersonations? Like is it is it just do you just pick the ones that you know for a fact? Okay, my my voice, my 
what my mannerisms are just similar yeah. to this person. I know I can do that. Or is it more so like, okay, let me go to the bathroom, look in the mirror for like, you know, an hour and like practice a little bit. Like what's that process like for you? You know, it varies, man. It's um, so with, so for instance, like with luck, with Cocho, with mm-hmm. Kuiper, for whatever reason, I just like, they, they kind of, you know, I, I could watch them and then I could, just got I, yeah. I could kind of pull it off. You know what I mean? It just like, I could find it right away and, mm-hmm. and it just worked. Um, but there's been plenty that, you know, I, 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 I kind of will record. I'll, I'll get the scenario in my head. Right. Um, so I'll do like Bill Burr ordering from Starbucks and then right. I'll go and yeah, like you said, like watch film essentially where I'll hit record mm-hmm. I'll put myself in that situation, try to get in that headspace or whatever, say whatever I think I should say as <laughs> best I can that way. Right. And then kind of watch him back and be like, okay, it's close. Maybe get, you know, maybe drop it down a notch, maybe bring it up a higher pitch, mm. you know, that, that kind of deal. Um, so right. yeah, it, 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 it is. There's some that just naturally, it just, whatever reason it just works. Uh, but then there's some like with Cowherd where it's like I listen to him forever, uh, <laughs> right. you know, for literally. I mean, I've been a fan of his for so long and listened to him for so long that over time it just kind of like has weaved into my brain subconsciously. Right. Um, and, and it happens that way. But, yeah, they're, they're, they all vary, man. It's uh, I wouldn't say like somebody like um, somebody like Caliendo. He's a freak. He just like anybody in the world. He can just hear him, and I feel like just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not like that. I'm not. Uh, I'm not as talented <laughs> or as blessed there. Uh, so I, I, you know, I definitely do have to put some work into some. And there's some that, you know, I'll try to give a rip at, and I, I just, I just can't find it. It's just, it's just mm. not there, you know. And I'm like, nah, all right. Well, on to the next. Yeah, man. No, it's truly it's it's, it's a pure talent, man. I've I've definitely tried it myself, Bolo, just being at home. They said we all do it, you know. We just try to do it, but you you feel miserable. I feel like the only person that I kind of executed before, like a couple years ago, I did like a fun Mike Tyson impersonation. It still even took me a while to to get that hundred percent down pat. Put yourself on the spot, bro. Now now I gotta hear my. It was a couple years ago. I don't know if I got it. I haven't heard him talk in a minute. I can I can see you pulling that off though, Darnell. Yeah, I I I I, I can hear a little Tyson in there. That's all right. You you need to look up. uh, I don't know if you've seen. I don't know how you haven't. Maybe, but it is like Mike Tyson's like top 10 moments oh, it's yeah. not boxing it's like his top 10 sound bites yes are absolutely hilarious he so said, I, I broke my back my back is broken <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude see i knew it oh, i knew it was in there that's that's, <laughs> that's what you say i broke my back <laughs> talking about eating children and fornicating <laughs> with people oh my yeah. god what's going on man he said i eat your kids i eat your yeah my type hey shout out to mike i don't want to see mike in the alley i'll say that i don't want to see mike anywhere <laughs> unless he's on the t- on the screen <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Yeah, and I'm glad you. I do want to reverse a little bit because you mentioned, you know, the legend Colin Cowherd himself. And I saw you recently. I think like a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was out in LA and actually got to meet uh, Colin. How was that experience? Like meeting someone who you've been a fan of and, and looked up to yeah. your whole life. Man, it was great. It was. Uh, it was not like planned, really. At least I don't think it was. Um, we were out there. We had a, we had a day to 
kill before one of my gigs that I was doing. And yeah. um, one of my, uh, somebody I've been interacting with on social media, Wesley Kaminsky. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to Wes. Yeah. That's, Wes that's my Kaminsky. guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he works for Fox Sports and yeah. works closely on, on Colin's show. And uh, I was like, no, who did I? I don't know. I hit up one of those guys and, and he was like, yeah, Wes was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, come, come down. I'll take you around the tour of the, of the place and the studios. I was like, oh, this would be sick. And he was like, yeah, I can't make any guarantees, but you know, maybe, maybe we'll run into Colin. Like it should be right around the end of his show. I was like, oh yeah, man. No, I mean, no expectations, whatever. And uh, <clears throat> so then, yeah, we, we get there a little bit before show ended and we were just walking. He led us into this like lobby area. And then yeah. all of a sudden just, out pop Colin. And I literally, I just go, Holy shit, Colin coward. And he, you know, he, he walked right up and, and, and yeah, knew, knew who I was, what was going on. And yeah, I was like, Hey man, I just, you know, I just want to apologize for, I hope you know, it's all in good fun, all the impressions and everything. And, yeah. you know, it's such a Colin way. He was just like, I won't do the impression right now, but he, he was just like, Oh, they, I make fun of Stephen A. Smith on Saturday Night Live. It's an honor. And I was like, okay, I'm glad you look at it that way. So we talked for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I'd say. I mean, he was he was great, dude. He was like so interested and like curious about like me and like my wife and like what, you know, yeah. we're doing and where we're from and everything. And um, he he was, it was so funny. Cause like, he was so what you think and what you see on TV, yep. mm. like, you know how he gets into like his rambles and his thoughts about whatever. That's really Colin. And I tell everybody this, Joey, that's him in real life about oh, any topic. hundred percent, hundred percent. He was, he was right into it on cue. And uh, so it was awesome, man. It was, uh, so I had to obviously rip a little selfie video and, and uh, yep. get a photo with him, but, yeah, he was great, man. I I really liked Colin, and um, yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to get to get on his show as him, and then you know do a little oh, back and forth. God, but good. I think we missed out on the timing wise. But maybe one day. Maybe hey, it's one. not over yet. I would love that. That would be hilarious, man. And Colin's a good guy. I literally just saw him like last week when I was in the studio. He was a quick commercial break, and he was talking to, to T.J. Hushmanzada about how many times he like washes his hair and i just so happened to be walking backstage he's like hey how many times do you wash your hair i'm like i don't know a couple times he's like he's like see that's my thing my my hair is so greasy i have to watch it every every day i I don't get i wish my hair was like yours and we had a full conversation about hair during this commercial break (laughs) and i'm sure yeah he got into a big analogy and a big you know reasoning why which shampoo is better and everything and (laughs) it's colin yeah absolutely That's hilarious. Shout out to him. I love it. I love it. So um, we'll, we'll go ahead and transition to our next topic. Uh, we got some fun questions for you here, Joey, um, as we transition. So I'll go ahead and kick it off uh, here. So obviously everybody know you for the, the funny videos you, you put up, um, you know, your impersonations. But outside of work, I guess, what does Joey like to do for fun? Ooh, yeah, dude. Um, so luckily, a lot of my best friends who I grew up with, uh, they all still live in Indy as well. Nice. Um, so I'd say just like, just like, you know, any, any fairly regular middle, mid twenties guy, late twenties guy. I like to get together with the boys, play some Euchre, have some, have some brews, you know, have some drinks. Um, but then honestly, man, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a big collector. 
Um, mm. Like I, I collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards or what? What'd you collect? Uh, not, not, not Yu-Gi-Oh, man. I, uh, so I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Oh, nice. Uh, huge Star Wars nerd. So I love to collect, uh, you know, Star Wars figures, Star Wars art, mm. um, any of that. Uh, I'm also a huge IndyCar fan, an Indy 500 fan, mm, yeah. so like to collect that stuff. So what does that mean? That means me and my wife go to a lot of uh, flea markets, antique stores, antique yeah. malls. Um, that's a really fun hobby to do, just to go grab an iced coffee, go find an antique store that's just yep. like this massive warehouse, and uh-huh. go kind of hunting for what you can find. Uh, so that's a big hobby for me that I like to do. I don't think I've ever kind of said that publicly really let's yeah that's cool. so we're on the porch y'all i'm on the porch, porch. breaking yeah, news absolutely. Um, that those two things and also i'm a i'm a huge true crime buff i feel like that's mm-hmm. not saying a lot now because i feel like everybody's like that um but i mean i watch i watch dateline all the time i mean i've been <laughs> dateline on nbc or on peacock yeah uh with keith morrison keith morrison absolutely rips Love that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, those shows just they just get me hook, line, and sinker every time. So, yeah, dude, that's like those are my hobbies outside <laughs> outside of um, you know work and making videos and stuff. I'm either hunting for some good finds, uh, Star Wars and IndyCar, or I'm uh, watching murder. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, I, I love crime myself. Now, real quick question: Did you ever uh, tap into the Doctor Death like podcast and stuff like that? Are you? You familiar did, with that? Not the, the podcast, but I did watch the first season, I think, of Doctor okay. Death on Peacock. Yeah. I know there's two or three, maybe, but yeah, that's something I gotta, I gotta finish. Yeah, yeah. the original Doctor Death was was crazy. This, this doctor's out here doing all types of crazy surgeries, and like he was messing people up. Like it was. And I, I'm already a hypochondriac. I don't like going to the doctor, so. I probably shouldn't watch it because that'll make me want to go to the doctor even less. Right, know? right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously again, indie native. So I gotta keep going back to this, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm living in, in LA now, right? But I'm always representing Indianapolis all the time. And people joke at me for constantly talking about, okay, you know, Indianapolis this, Indianapolis that. Can you explain to our to our fans, to our listeners? What makes Indy such a great city? Because I feel like there's, there's this, this huge misconception about Indianapolis is so boring. There's nothing to do there. Why go there? Like, can you please break it down? Why it's such a great city? Indy is a great city because it is the perfect mix of a big city and a small town. Mm, There you go. It's really as simple as that in one sentence. You have whatever people want to say on TikTok or whatever. It's not true. You have a nightlife. There's plenty of things to do. Go up and down Mass Ave. Nightlife for nights there. Uh, South Meridian, plenty of nightlife. Uh, Mm. Fountain Square, more nightlife. Broad Ripple, Ripple. (laughs) that's all Broad Ripple is, is nightlife. So I don't want to hear about Indy doesn't have any nightlife because that's just straight false. Uh, Then, and kind of in the same sense of what I was saying, you can get from Mass Ave to South Meridian to uh, Tin Roof over there by Gambridge. Mm-hmm. all those places on foot if you want to just stay in the direct downtown area and then oh by the way if you want to do all those and go to fountain square it's like a eight minute uber ride and and exactly. you're, you're to a whole new thing right um <clears throat> with hosting events right we host sporting events 
We have all sorts of conferences, events everywhere. You're walking everywhere. You don't have to get expensive Ubers. Even if it's cold out, you make it to where we can walk on the crosswalks from mm-hmm. the conference center to hotels to, to malls to restaurants and yep. bars. Um, yeah, man, but if I really had to sum it up, that's what it is. It's a big city feel with tons of stuff to do, minor league baseball games, racer games, Colts, Big Ten Championship comes to town every year, Big Ten tournaments. Combine. Here. Yeah, <laughs> combine's there. Uh, you got steakhouses for days. Uh, you know, so you you get that perfect mix of what you get uh, in a big city type city, but you can just do, make it all happen within 15 minutes of each other. It's great. I'm so happy yeah, right I, now. I'm I, so I love it. Right I uh, So I'm originally I'm originally from Chicago, and um, I moved to Ball State. I mean, I moved to Indy after Ball State because my wife is from here, and uh, I definitely developed an appreciation for the city because just like you said, it has that happy medium, right? It's not as fast paced, but it can give you a vibe like that if you wanted to. And then you obviously have like great restaurants, you know, great bars, great places. And then obviously it's not like overly crowded, like in certain aspects where you're like overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like the happy medium. So I appreciate that um, a lot. Now, now you mentioned steak shops. Um, So I got to ask you, all right, St. Elmo's. Or Harry and Izzy's. Ooh, talk to me. St. Elmo's. Easy. I was, just, I was just there last night. You answered. Hold on, hold on, Joe. You answered that a little too fast. You didn't put enough thought into that. Don't, don't, don't sleep on Harry, Harry and Izzy's. He's confident in his approach of like, yeah. Listen, I'm not sleeping on Harry and Izzy's, and and I I stand by my statement about St. Elmo's. But my favorite place is Prime Forty Seven. Ooh. That's a lot of people like from 47. 47. Yeah. 47 and St. Elmo and okay, they're all they really are. They're all great. And if if people are like, hey, we're going to Harry and Izzy's, I'm there. Going to Prime 47, I probably made the reservation. St. Elmo's, <laughs> right? I'm I, all of them. Right. But I think sorry, my big you're old good. Don't um I think what's cool about each one of them is they each offer a little bit something different. Right. Yeah. They're, they're all three steakhouses. Right. And you're all going to get fantastic food there. Uh, but Harry and Izzy's, I feel like, is a little bit more. Like casual. Yeah. yeah. A little bit more laid back, kind yeah. of a like sports barish feel, yeah. but it's not. San Elmo's is the classic. Right. The world famous, the, you know, the shrimp cocktail, the whole thing. Um, and, and so you get that cool vibe there. Yeah. And then Prime. <laughs> Prime is just like Prime is just like class, man. It's just like I don't know. There's something about it. It's like, I don't know if I'm just yeah, yeah. Kick you out. Kick <laughs> out. I don't know if it's just because I'm used to when the NFL combines in town the last handful of years, and Prime 47 is just absolutely the spot to be jumping. Uh, but yeah, I, I've yeah. Growing up, it was always like St. Elmo, St. Elmo, St. Elmo. Right. Like, going to St. Elmo is like. Your dad just hit the lottery or something like. At least yeah, you, you were the dude. Like, like. Yeah. Uh, it's still a big deal when I go. Um, but in my adult life, Prime is really kind of has been, has been rising. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But to answer the question, Elmo's over Harry and Izzy. I like Harry and Izzy because I, I'm more of a like casual. Like I'm, I'm a sports yeah. bar guy, so I'm glad you made that that comparison because Harry and Izzy is that good little balance to where like okay. We're getting great food, but I don't have to put on a, 
a tuxedo to eat. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could come in, give me a steak with French fries. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. like, it's not crazy elegant, but it's nice enough to where it's like, man, it gets it's the job get done. a nice quality it's, meal. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's why. Although I did have, since I was at Elmo's last night, I did have their onion rings for the first time. Ooh. And they were, you got to get them next time you go, man. They were, they were doing onion rings, right? Like, you know how typically the onion ring is like a huge, I mean, it's a beast right. to take on one of them. It's like a donut, but an onion ring, right? Right. They had them like, they were basically like, just like circle fries that were onions. And you could, I mean, they were so edible. Oh, they were I'm so I'm getting watery right now, Joey, and come on. Next time you come to town, you go to Elmo's, get you a big old plate of onion rings. They're delicious. I'm about, to, I'm about to book my flight real quick, but look, go ahead, go ahead and leave. Let me get on Southwest real quick. And this flight going. <laughs> Do that and then go to Prime. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So last question before we transition to our, our final segment here of the show. Can you tell us, this, what's your favorite Ball State memory? I know I'm putting you on the spot. You was there for, there for one year. I know you said you had some tough times, but I know there were some good times for sure, knowing Ball State. Is there like a certain memory? It might be a party. It might be no, whatever it may be. That just stands out, man. It, at the village, at Scotty's, like talk to me, man. No, <laughs> yeah, street. dude. I never made like I. My time was like, yeah. I I I mean, I was 18, 19 years old, so I didn't right. get to make it down to that area really. Right, that's true. Um, that's true. Honestly, dude. I mean, as lame as it's gonna sound, is like once I got. So what was interesting is that my a couple of my good buddies who. I'm still great friends with one of them was the best man at my wedding uh, today. They lived in East Hall. Of mm-hmm. Hall. That was the nice hall. They lived in East. And then a few guys from Bishop Chatard. Mm. Uh, Darnell, you know about Yeah. Shout the tribe. Yeah, yeah. The Trojan. They God, lived directly man. across the hall from them. Yeah. So then it was like second semester and whatnot. <clears throat> yeah. It was just like five, six, seven of us. Uh, that, that was just kind of like our crew. And we we're doing power hours in the in the in the dorms, <laughs> and you know what I mean. We do that, and then we'd go. We called it dorm ranching. We were just throwing in shoes and doing uh, doing power hours and just yeah. hammering beers. And we go walk to whatever party. Who knows, right? It's just like somebody <laughs> says party, you go walk to it, whatever. Yeah. Um, but honestly, my those are my favorite times. Maybe my one year there was just like on a Wednesday night, no responsibilities. At least for me, because I wasn't an athlete. I'm so jealous. <laughs> right? Wednesday night, no responsibilities. Having a case of beer, just because it's like, fuck it, it's a Wednesday night, let's do it. Right. Watch the Pacers, and then like some, you know, you know some frat house or whatever was going to be having something going on on a Wednesday night. Right, You make right. your way over there, and then it's, I mean, it's like a fantasy life, right? It didn't yeah, matter. So life. Th- th- those were the best times, man, is just hanging with the boys, doing that, and being 19-year-old kids with not a care <laughs> in the world, you know? I love it, man. It's crazy. I, I'm always jealous because if you were a focused athlete, you still had your fun for sure, but you had, you know, your priorities straight. So you were, you weren't able to like enjoy the full bloom, you know what I'm saying? Party lifestyle as like a non-athlete. So I, I couldn't enjoy that until honestly, like my last semester of school, I had a knee injury. So I was done with football, but I had one semester left and I was, I was done to already graduate. I had like three classes that was, that was like cake. So that last semester, I was like, kind of just living like like a regular like a regular student, you know what I'm saying? Be able to just do what I want to, stay as late as I want to. Like it was crazy. So it was like, man, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm a little jealous you were able to experience that the freshman year. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's probably better for you later on, though, because then you're 21, right? Yeah. You can yeah. Legally get into play wherever, like go get booze, go to the bars. Yeah, brothers. So, <laughs> they, right. Yeah. That, that, that was, uh, yeah. When brothers got in there, that was a big, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, made, I made it back up there. <laughs> I, I figured you did. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, well, shit, dang, I got to get in on this. If all you guys are still there, I got to see what this is all about. So, yeah, I'll be my way back up there for that, for sure. I love it, man. Yeah. Shout out to Muncie. Shout out to Muncie, man. Ball State. We got we got three Ball State legends right here, man, on the court. This is an epic moment. I love it. So, we're going to transition to our final segment, man. We call this our doorbell segment, but it's just our, our quick hitters. Now, with this one, we're, we're, we're doing it a little different. We got, we got a, a legend here. Great at what you do. Great at, at your impersonation. So I am putting you a little bit on the spot, but I have three um, kind of scenarios that we came up with, um, and we want to see see how you can execute. So I'm, I'm going to read out the first one, Bolo, and then you can jump in. So the very first one is Nick Saban ordering food at Chick-fil-A. How does that go down, Joey? <laughs> Yeah, this is on the spot. Holy cow. It's all right. Take your time. We, it's the porch. It's the porch. All right. <laughs> uh, can I get a 12-piece chicken tender? I <laughs> And now I'll tell you what. If you're going to bring any barbecue sauce on that, I don't want it. I want the Chick-fil-A sauce because that's what I come here for. So if there's ranch in there, send it back. If there's barbecue in there, send it the hell back because I want my Chick-fil-A sauce, and that's all I want now. All right? Oh, my gosh, man. That is crazy how it's just like the snap of a like a like a finger is just I don't like, know how he does it, man. I'm trying to hold my laugh so I don't mess him up and like make him laugh. But oh my gosh, that was money. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good scenario. I can't imagine him being out there at Chick-fil-A. That's funny. You know what I mean? Just seeing Nick Saban pull up through the drive-thru. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get, Get my food. lemonade. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joy. All right. Um, Mel Kuyper. Deciding what he should choose for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I think when you look at dinner, there's a few options. You can go with the classic Italian, romantic, very good food, a lot of pasta. Love that. Very good to eat. Although it can't upset the acid reflex later on. Then you go with the wings. I can't complain about wings ever. Anytime you give me some good wings, barbecue, hot honey, ranch, garacha, all good things, right? Throw some tater tots on there. Should be a good time. But I think when you look at it, you got to go with the Mexican food overall. You got a few red flags because of gas that could come up later on. It's a concern there. You're in bed. You're a little bit gassy. But at the end of the day, some burritos, some tacos, some nachos. That's going to be the pick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. Come love on, that. man. This guy is man. You're a Hall of Famer in this. It's he always just got a face, face, you know. It's, it's always uh... yeah. <laughs> he started off just that <laughs> the face. That's, that's it. It's like that bird. And he's got his hair right. And he's, yeah, uh -huh. he's listening. <laughs> he's locked in, and then he just goes crazy after that. Oh, yeah. All right. So last one, man. So I didn't mention. So this whole, if you guys can notice, there's a little trend here. Everything I'm asking or each scenario we're setting up has something related to food. You know, we all, we love food on the port, so I have to do that. Sure. So we got one more left. Colin Cowherd explaining why cheeseburgers are the number one American food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Joy Taylor, uh, it's funny. Uh, I saw a study that said that uh, tacos were the number one food 
in America. I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I get people on my mentions, yep. But Colin, what am I But Colin, can't yeah, 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 yeah. Folks, it's simple. Don't overthink a cheeseburger. You get everything you want. You get meat. You get protein. You get bread. You get pickles. You get ketchup. You, you can make it whatever you want. <laughs> get the whole starting five in a cheeseburger. You don't get it with nachos. You don't get it with wings. You certainly don't get it with tacos. Cheeseburger is an almost hurt. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that is flawed, bro. Honestly, I know you just like it comes wow. like you just do it. But from a fan standpoint, this is <laughs> bro, this is incredible. Like the fact it's that you're able to just off the off the hip, just natural, like. If my eyes were closed right there, I would have thought that was honestly Colin. Like with I'm Colin, dead serious. Thank you, man. With Colin, the uh, his his little laugh that he does, like yep. his sarcastic ass laugh. That's like he's just about to obliterate someone. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. Because like, not only are you impersonating these people, but it's like the subtle like little things that they do. You pick up on to like make it so like. Authentic. Like, that's what makes. Crazy. That's what really makes it funny. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's honestly. I think he stopped doing that as because when I listened to him all those years, he would do that all the time, dude. Uh, I swear, almost every other day, he would be like, "But cut it!" But now that I do the impression, I never hear him do that anymore. Ah oh, man. I think he got a little self conscious. If you listen, Colin, bring it back. We love it. Bring it back. That's that so crazy. classic cowherd. Yeah, Besides it, talking about divorce, you know. Right, right, right. Oh, there he's. <laughs> All right, before before we before we leave though, Joy, can you do the laugh one more time, please, for me? Collins? Yes, the Colin laugh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Man. It's spot on, man. Uh, Joey, right. man. Hey, we appreciate you for definitely going up to the porch. This has been a great episode. Just learning more about you. I can't believe you. You were my. You were down there, my roommate. Like I'm, I know. I'm it's crazy now. Like 10, ten years ago, literally, he was like right across the hall from me. So uh it's been an honor to have you on. This is your time here, though, to shout out everything you know you have going on, any like podcast. I know you have your own podcast and anything Thank you want to shout out. This is kind of your time to let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, man. Well, uh first of all, this has been great, ton of fun. Love chatting with you guys. Um yeah, I can't, I'm still just like in shock that that worked out that way where like you didn't even realize it. And now I got to drop this right. on, on the podcast. That's hilarious. Crazy. Absolutely love it. And funny how things tie back together, right? You never yep. know. Um, so that's been great. Yeah. So just follow me on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, just my name at Joey Molinero, uh, M-U-L-I-N-A-R-O. Um, my YouTube channel, YouTube's hard as shit to grow, dude. It's like, it, it is a pain. So I'm I'm on YouTube, Joey Molinero, same there. So if you could give me a subs, you know, you know, subscribe there for pretty much daily content, new content there. And then yeah, um, I'm on um I'm part of Dirty Mo Media now with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh me and my nice. buddy Connor Daly, IndyCar driver. Uh we have a podcast called Speed Street. So if you're into motorsports, if you wanna, you know, give it a shot, which I say you should, um, go over there on Speed Street, be sure to subscribe. And uh man, it's, yeah, it's been awesome to get and talk to you guys, Darnell. Happy, so happy for your success, man. And we've come a long way since the fall. And it's, <laughs> man. Hey, anytime. I mean, 
I could be on a show Lil Wayne was on. That's unbelievable, dude. So, <laughs> right. I really appreciate you guys asking me. It's been great. Absolutely. Right, and Joey, I don't know if you know, but you are the final episode to season two. two. Yes, yes. Did it? So, we're gonna hey. do a little two-week kind of couple week hiatus to kind of reset as we start our new we'll season. Summer break. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We, so we ended, we ended with a bang. Come on, man. Love that, dude. Bang. It's an honor. Uh yeah, that's 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 great, man. I appreciate you, fellas. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Well, fans, um, we have Joey on the show. This is the Porsche podcast. Please follow us on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We will be on Apple, uh, Apple podcast, Google podcast. We are on all your airways here. And remember the best you is the best you and we out. We love y'all. Peace. Started on the porch. That was where it all began. Had to put it work every day. We got it in. Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.